We are told in Psalm 37, as well as in many other places in sacred scripture, that the Lord loves justice and that he calls his people to cultivate and live out this virtue. What is the virtue of justice and how do we live it out in cooperation with God's grace? Welcome to episode 15 of Deep in Christ. back to Deep in Christ. I'm your host, John Mark Grodi, here at the Coming Home Network International. Justice, the second of the cardinal virtues, is where we're turning our attention this week. I'm joined again by my brother and co-host for this study, Father Peter Grodi, as we continue to explore the cardinal and theological virtues as a framework for the pursuit of a prayerful and intentional daily walk with our Lord Jesus Christ. We spend a good deal of time lately uh, talking about prudence, which is this habit of soul by which we turn to reality and act in accord with reality. Well, the primary reality that prudence turns to is justice. Justice is this web of relationships we live our life in with other persons, and the the virtue of justice is to act rightly in accord with the reality of those relationships. It's to give to each his or her due. It's to give God God's due. So we're going to explore that a a little bit. We're going to explore the nature of that virtue. And um, as a, as a prelude, as a context for that, I want to read to you a bit from the Catechism of the Catholic Church. We've been using the Catechism as a map, as kind of a guidebook for this study, uh, and we've been looking at the, the section in the Catechism on virtue. So I want to read the section on justice real quick. This is paragraph 1807. Justice is the moral virtue that consists in the constant and firm will to give their due to God and neighbor. Justice toward God is called the virtue of religion. Justice towards men disposes one to respect the rights of each and to establish in human relationships the harmony that promotes equity with regard to persons and to the common good. The just man, often mentioned in the sacred scriptures, is distinguished by habitual right thinking and the uprightness of his conduct toward his neighbor. In today's conversation, Father Peter and I a look at the relationship between the theological and the cardinal virtues. We discuss, you know, again, this interplay between God's grace, you know, his gift of faith, hope, and love to the Christian through our baptism, how that interplays with then the cardinal virtues, the moral virtues, our active living out of God's call in our lives. We talk about the definition of justice, again, this giving to each his due, and we explore what that that virtue looks like lived out in our lives and how it interconnects with the other virtues, particularly the virtue of prudence, which we've already talked about, and the virtue of courage, which we're going to talk about next. Um, We had a good discussion, and I hope you enjoy it. And so without further ado, let's dive in. You know, that's interesting. It almost reminds me a little bit of the connection between the cardinal and the theological virtues in the sense of, like, you can look at the cardinal virtues on the human level. I mean, they're human virtues. And you can see, oh, it's good to be just, in other words, to be fair. And it's good to be courageous, to do the just thing. Like, you can look at them strictly on the on the human level. Prudence, you know, like, just what's prudent. But it's almost like, well, the theological virtues for the Christian kind of come underneath that and say, well, listen, you know, it's prudence in relation to not just like your your human experience but to the the bigger realities 
you know, it, the, that this is oriented towards heaven. This is oriented towards towards God. The justice is just it, like you can, you ought to do justice because um, God commands it, but also because God will vindicate you. Mm. He'll make it right in the end. Like, like there, there's always, there's a way in which you, I think, feel like on the human level, you could go about the cardinal virtues, but still hold something back because mm-hmm. they're still this worldly. Sure. Like they're about making my life as good as possible in this world, mm-hmm. like the Stoic or the good Greek, whatever. But then for the Christian though, it like the theological virtues heighten and transcend those because then it's saying, no, courage is good even unto death mm-hmm. for the just cause because because I, I'm destined for something greater than this world. Mm-hmm. Like I, I'll go about these things, but leaning on God, leaning in trust on God because like he's got he's got the whole world in his hands. Like this this is he's beyond all this. And like even if I die or even if I fail in my projects in this world. I was listening on the way here, I was listening to um, a podcast about I've been trying to study up on study up and really come to understand in a better way, like true kind of Catholic, true true Christian uh, masculinity, mm-hmm. you know, and true true Christian manhood because I've been doing youth ministry and I just recognize how important that that is to help help men in our our next generations in the church how so important it is to help them to come to understand you know true masculinity and it all comes down to self-sacrifice in the end but mm-hmm. um, one of the things that they talked about when he was talking about this guy was like a bodybuilder mm-hmm. and he was talking about you know there's there's kind of the natural there's sort of a natural virtues along the lines of self-mastery yeah that then reach their fullness or their their perfection by becoming virtue. And he was talking about mm-hmm. like bodybuilding, you know, as a thing. It's like if if it, first of all, so if it's about ourself, then we need to take a step back and kind right. of like, okay. But if, if then it becomes maybe it can be about more about like you know trying to gain real health and um, and self mastery of understanding kind of that that the value and pushing through pain to for kind of self gain and self mastery mm-hmm. value even doing it for the sake of your family and stuff. But but then it can take that next level. When you take it to its kind of final conclusion, you recognize that these gains, you know, the muscle gains that I have, gains. these gains, <laughs> yeah, right, yeah. <laughs> true gains, man. <laughs> exactly, I love that. I love when gains. <laughs> true gains, man. What all right, <laughs> yeah, you recognize that all is temporary. Like yeah. in the end, this this body, you know, mm-hmm. in in what I develop it to be, is mm-hmm. going to fade, mm-hmm. and that there's something that comes after. So in in taking that transcendent level. As kind of the the purview, and it is always the kind of guiding light, yeah. even as we're kind of seeking out sort of the natural virtue virtue of like self mastery in a sense, yeah. or the natural kind of desire of self mastery. Yeah, that we're even keeping that in the context of, but always placing my hands in the control and, and love of God, yeah. and and seeing Him as the master and Him as the reason I do things. You yeah. know, well, and again, it it, uh, it gives the, all those natural human virtues their proper fulfillment. But it also it makes them better and stronger. Mm-hmm. Again, like the, the the Christian martyr endures all the way unto death for the sake of the cross, for the sake of the truth. You know, whereas if our if our goal is only like if if my courage is only to in this world preserve my kingdom or preserve my comfort or even to preserve my family or my, mm-hmm. like those are good, but those things too are going to fail. And then what 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 comes of my courage if that if I set my whole world, my whole meaning on something? Um, this worldly, but mm-hmm. if I see no, the the purpose is God, and the purpose is these people in terms of their eternal destination, the, the, my my family, their souls. Like that's the real. If that's what I I, I orient my human virtue towards, mm-hmm. then the 
I mean, it becomes higher and stronger too, because right. again, like the, there's a there's a reason to hold off, even when in this in a this worldly purview, it seems like it's failed. Well, and that really comes down to sort of where justice, I think, comes into this play on how it relates to courage, or fortitude, and, and temperance, because we can imagine. And I think that you could probably see this in Middle Ages. You can certainly see this, I think, in maybe some sort of some Eastern kind of understandings of honor, where you you can have a level of courage that leads you even unto death. Yeah. But the the reason, the end point, is kind of like is something that doesn't really have kind of eternal consequences. You right, know, it's right. uh, m- maybe some relatively. Uh, well, it's pri- I mean, it might be pride. Maybe, maybe pride. You know, I'd it, rather you know? die. Well, there's than my knee. Well, that's you. that's the same as final <laughs> impenitence, right? You right, know, right, and that's right. that's the scary thing is that that is literally what you know that that's kind of that's how a soul, in a sense, goes to hell. It says, "I would rather go to hell than kneel before you, God." Right? Um, but but even things like even things that have the semblance of 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 a kind of a uh, I don't know the exact word for it, um, have a semblance of kind of godliness or sort of transcendent values, mm-hmm. things like honor and stuff like that. They, they're, they're there, but they haven't reached their full mastery yet. So we can see how courage like can lead us up to that point. But justice, the idea of justice, I think keeps us always kind of rooted in that the reason we do this is because it is it is right, you right. know, in that, that we are trying to do what is kind of objectively right. Yeah. Rather than kind of wedding ourselves to some value that maybe hasn't quite reached its full mastery yet. You know, the idea yeah. of like, even kind of a, of dying for like, of a, 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 a knight going and dying in honor of the Lord that he serves, mm-hmm. or, you know, like, you know, Lord with an L, lower L or something. Yeah. You know, like, there, there's a goodness to that. Mm-hmm. There's, there's kind of a natural courage and a natural virtue to that. But, you know, is the, and then there's kind of a natural justice to that too, because mm-hmm. it, it is to him who he has kind of committed himself yeah. in justice. Yeah. But the the fullness of that is going to be that he's doing it because um, that he's going to go and die because because it is justice, right? You know, because yeah. it is the right thing, and not out of kind of like sort of an internal sense of of wedding oneself to one's kind of internal sensibilities of honor. You know, yeah. I, I don't have, it, if I'm explaining that well or not. Yeah, I'm not no. Sure, well, it's so it's it, again if he, if he attaches to something uh well not not just something if he attaches it to the ultimate reality mm-hmm. of because again this is not in some you know theoretical universe this is in our universe in our reality mm-hmm. there is a god and he did make us and he did send his son and, and he did make us for a purpose and so mm-hmm. if we do something other than attach our our natural pursuit of virtue and holiness to something other than god mm-hmm. it's not gonna it, it, it's not i mean it's wrong because it's not it's not in accord with reality and again prudence where we started from, it's all about turning to the reality here. But also, it's never going to fully transform that person either. You know, the natural human virtues on their own are never going to really transform that person into the height of moral virtue, the height of holiness that God wants to to bring about in them because they can't do it on their own. They have to depend on the theological virtue. They have to depend on God's grace, and they have to operate within the context of the true reality, which is that God is God and I owe him worship and God has made these people and I owe them respect and love and we have these these web of inter interrelationships that I need to respect. And so natural virtue has to we have to plant it in that that reality. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of this movement of prudence to say, no, justice is something real and objective. And that, that's and that, that's an aspect of here of this too. One of the things that justice gives us is this emphasis that morality is some, is something objective. Mm-hmm. 
it's about real relationships. Like I, I, I don't look in here to find it. I look out there and say, no, no, there's a God and he made me. So that, that, that creates this relationship that I have to respond reasonably to. And God has made these other people and I've made certain promises and I've incurred certain debts. And so those are real relationships. And so a lot of what morality is, is responding to that. Rea- a lot of morality is responding to those realities. Yeah. You know, it's something real and objective and concrete. Yeah. So, I mean, maybe it'd just be good for us to, to try to kind of on a base level on a kind of definitional level, just establish what is justice. Sure. Sure. Right? sure. I mean, yeah. you know, so I don't know what, what is your favorite? There's a lot of different formulations of, sure. There's a lot of different and probably many of them equally valid formulations of what is the definite base definition of justice. So yeah. what is your favorite one? I mean, well, yeah, with I mean the the basic thread that comes, you know, from the Greeks and through Aquinas and the fathers and then through our old buddy Joseph Pieper here mm-hmm. is that most simply and most concisely justice is giving to each what is what he is owed, mm-hmm. giving to each what is his due. Mm-hmm. You know, and so again, it 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 Primarily, it it points to relationships. Mm-hmm. You know, we're not talking about. I don't owe anything to rocks. I don't know anything into inanimate objects. But to among persons, there are relationships and obligations and duties, and based on based on the kinds of beings they are, and based on the kinds of relationships they have. Mm-hmm. You know, so God um, is owed worship because He is God. He is all good, but also because He's my Creator. He created me, and that's a debt. That I can never repay. Mm-hmm. You know, when we get on the human level, we have actual concrete things we can do. Like I, I you know, I've promised my wife I'm gonna, we're going to stick together till death do us part. I'm going to take care of her. We're going to be partners, and I owe my children education and care and stuff like that. But when we're in relationship with, or I mean, more concrete still, if I if I borrow twenty dollars from somebody, I owe them twenty dollars. Mm-hmm. It's very definite and concrete, and I can actually pay that off. Yeah. In relation to God, of course. Because of the nature of the relationship, it's not really a debt that can ever fully be repaid, mm-hmm. which is why justice in relation to God is things like worship and piety, mm-hmm. you know, the virtue of religion by which we 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 enter into this this uh, this relationship with God, and we continue in it. But we we don't. It's not a debt that we can repay. We can, right, we, right. We're never we're never done with. We're justice. not trying to balance the scales with God. <laughs> it's not going to happen. We're not <laughs> trying to balance the scales with God. And unfortunately, I think you know it's kind of a little bit of a side topic. Mm. A lot of us can treat religion in many ways yeah. like it is that all the check boxes. We can we we can, we all the check boxes, or I mean to put it in kind of its most like darkest formulation that we've ever seen. Yeah. It it's kind of a well known thing that. With at least, you know, I'm not going to say it was everybody, you know, it was all, all, they were all kind of under the same sort of mindset, but it was sort of, it was a well-known thing that with like the mafia back in like the 20s and 30s, there was a checks and balances understanding of morality where if they, they did this much good for like the church or did this much for the church, they or could kind of do these bad things on the side. I mean, like, literally gets down to, like, that. that is it taken to the extreme, is that literally, like, is if you do enough good, then you can do bad, and they can equal each other out. So in case anybody's wondering, the mafia is not a good place to go to to understand authentic Catholic understanding. Probably not, yeah, in case Salvation you're wondering about that. Yeah, you know, and, like, it's an important, but it, it shows how we can get skewed. You know, yeah. it shows one of the ways that we can get skewed. And now, n- most of the time, for us, it's going to happen a much more subtle way. Yeah. You know, it's not going to be that, but it's going to be kind of maybe more along the lines of, I go to mass, you know, on Sunday, mm-hmm. and then I can kind of feel good about myself until 
the next week rolls around, yeah. you know, or things like that. Or if I if I if I say this many prayers, it's going to equal this amount of effect in right. my life. Well, know? and this is a good place, of course, to to you know acknowledge again. So this show is happening in the context of the Coming Home Network, where you know we have we've got lots of different Christians from lots of different backgrounds, mm-hmm. uh, probably with lots of different assumptions or you know ideas of what Catholicism teaches sure. in their minds, and I think we. We've we've implied it, but let's state it explicitly that again, <laughs> as we mentioned before, that is not what the church teaches. No. I mean, like the, it is not the Catholic Church does not teach a works righteousness, works salvation kind of a deal. I mean, it's mm-hmm. all grace. It's sola gratia could be, you know, in, in mm-hmm. some sense. Now we do have to cooperate with God. We have to do things, but we don't do something to earn our salvation. It's that we cooperate with God to become the people he wants us to be. The, and, and we can yeah. refuse that. We can say, yeah. no, God, I'm not on board, and he's not going to make us. Mm-hmm. But it's all grace, and it's all a cooperation with God's grace. That's what we believe. Yeah. yeah. We, we were saved at our baptism. We are being saved, and we will be saved. Yeah. You know, and, That's what we and it's, yeah. Yeah. So, but we can't opt out of that journey. We still have to, yeah. uh, until he decides to call us home, we got to keep proceeding along the two ways. Again, as the scripture often talks about the two ways, you're either you're either walking with God or you're walking some other direction. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, and that's and that's uh, that is one of the things that that justice helps yes. us to do. It's making sure that we walk the right direction. And I wasn't going to bring this up till later, but it yeah. seems like an appropriate time that yeah. as been reading like through the Joseph Pieper book and learning more about justice and these different virtues. I, I constantly try to formulate in my head like sort of an images for how they work together. Yeah. Uh, the legendary car crash. Uh, yes. We'll always have we're the going car back crash. to the car crash. You no, know, we're not going back to the car crash. But <laughs> we'll always but have the we'll car always crash. Always have the car crash. <laughs> this one does involve a road though. Um, but I, I always kind of always trying to think of like how to visualize them as they were together. You yeah. know, and one of the things that I was thinking about was how uh, courage and temperance kind of have this. Uh, first of all, they're kind of internal realities. They're they're relative to ourselves because yeah. they're relative to the different kind of temptations to sort right. of veer off our chosen path. Right. What I'm afraid of, yeah, or what, what I desire, what, yeah, which yeah. is different from what you. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Courage is going to be in relation to you know kind of my particular vulnerability, yeah. and temperance is going to be in relation to my particular you know uh, like desires appetites. and appetites yeah. and things. Mm-hmm. Some are going to there's to a certain extent we're all going to have kind of a base level of what are the same, but in terms of their strengths, it's going to different places, you know? Yeah. Um, and so what's going to look courageous for one person is not going to be completely relative, but it's going to be fairly subjective, you know? Mm-hmm. And so it can't necessarily be judged from the outside. Now, but what those things do is that, like, if you imagine yourself kind of on a path, like heading in a certain direction or something, mm-hmm. you have the sense that, that, that temperance and courage or temperance and fortitude are like these sort of magnets almost that are that are either negatively pushing you um, on either side to kind of stay balanced in the middle yeah. and are kind of dragging you forward, you know, in a sense of like kind of positive magnet dragging you forward. I think I like to think of sort of, and it's not perfect image, but I like to think of temperance as sort of being these things that are keeping your other desires that would pull you off track mm-hmm. from doing it. So they're kind of those negative magnets on either side and then courage being this one that's kind of pulling you forward even if fear wants to hold you back. Mm-hmm. And so... It kind of keeps you. It keeps you balanced, and it keeps you moving forward. But justice is the thing at the end of the road, and so you could you could rightly be someone who is kind of adopting kind of a sense of courage in their life and legitimate courage and temperance in their their life. Mm-hmm. But their endpoint, yeah, what they're heading towards that path is not 
not not right exactly yeah. it's not necessarily it's not, not not always not right but it's not perfect unless yeah. it's rooted firmly in the fullest sense of justice yeah yeah and connecting this back to our previous discussions i mean we spent a long time exploring prudence and different aspects of it you know and we we sort of defined prudence in many different ways but primarily it's a turning towards reality mm-hmm. and 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 then a, re, a right reasonable response to to truth to reality you know it's acting in accord with reality now especially for the christian that reality includes revelation. It includes the big picture of why we're here and where we came from, where we're going. But then that primary, in terms of morality, the primary reality it turns toward is is justice. Mm-hmm. These real objective relationships. It kind of in contrast to what you were saying about fortitude and temperance, where those are really dealing internally. My fears, my desires that I have to kind of wrangle with and order in the right direction so that I'm not pulled, so that justice is done. Justice is about real relationships out there mm-hmm. you know i don't necessarily go inward to find it I, I look out there to god to my spouse to my family to my friends to my employer etc they're they're real relationships that i have to in prudence turn to and then recognize what the what needs to be done but again as you said prudence prudence attends to justice to select the 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 action mm-hmm. like in in light of these real relationships uh i need i need to i need to pick the next right step uh, and so then as a habit, again, go back to kind of a definition here of justice, then as a habit, as a virtue, justice is this habit of, again, imprudence, turning to those relationships and acting accordingly, giving to each their due. I would say justice in a real way, yeah, the kind of the virtue of justice, I seems to me, mm-hmm. is kind of the encompassment of the all the other three in terms of like, of that having that virtue of justice, of, of always kind of having the end point of view that it really, really incorporates the, the, the whole thing of, of right. turning to the right thing, taking steps to to make uh, taking steps towards it, um, of attending to the necessary virtues of temperance and fortitude along the way, yeah. um, in order to kind of achieve the just thing that you were seeking out. Well, it really does you again know? point to why these these four virtues. I think we started this whole discussion talking about how it was our experience, and it may have been your experience, uh, those in the audience that if we've heard about virtues in the past, they might have come to us in kind of an unsystematic mm-hmm. just piles of qualities, whatever. Mm-hmm. But there was a reason why um, coming from the Greeks and then really finding its peak and its fullness in the Christian thought of the Middle Ages, that they 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 arrived at four cardinal human virtues mm-hmm. and then three theological, which we'll get to, get to later. Mm-hmm. But these four cardinal, they, they really describe this map, this picture of a whole of not just um, how the moral life has gone about, but really the, the picture of, of the human as a as a as a whole person, body, mind, and spirit, how how what we know and what we believe and our faith, how it gets translated into action and behavior, really, again, if it makes a whole framework, and justice is kind of the heart of that framework, mm-hmm. you know, prudence attends to and sees that justice is done, and courage and temperance are what keep you on the right track. They they preserve, they make sure that justice is done, whether fear or desire are uh, might waylay you. Mm-hmm. I wanted to I wanted to read this. I think we've read this uh, recently, but you know, a reminder here why we're kind of focusing on the virtues that that the scripture itself talks about these four these four cardinal virtues. This is wisdom, uh, chapter eight, verse seven. And if anyone loves righteousness, her labors are virtues, for she teaches self control and prudence, justice and courage. Nothing in life is more profitable for profitable for men than these. Mm-hmm. So this uh, and and. Uh, that's, that one's interesting. Sometimes I think I feel like righteousness and justice are sort of interchangeable in Scripture, hmm. but that's that's certainly something God is calling us to. 
Mm-hmm. You know, the, the Lord loves the just man. I was doing some scripture searches earlier. You know, this is Psalm 37. For the Lord loves justice. Mm-hmm. He will not forsake his saints. The righteous shall be preserved forever, but the children of the wicked shall be cut off. The righteous shall possess the land and dwell upon it forever. And once more in Matthew 23, um, our Lord himself saying, mm-hmm. Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, for you tithe mint and dill and cumin and have neglected the weightier matters of the law, justice and mercy and faith. These you ought to have done without neglecting the others. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, like, it, it's like this is, this is a state of being that God is calling us to, that, that in total, our life is to amount to a just life. We're to become people of justice. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, as it says, you know, that uh, the way of justice are these virtues, these cardinal yeah. virtues working together. I love, <laughs> we've been talking about this. I, I love, mm. as I mentioned, I love trying to kind of come up with images or just yeah. sort yeah, of yeah. frameworks in my head because I'm a very geometrical person when mm-hmm. it comes to a lot of things. But I like how you can imagine almost like all other kind of virtues, yeah. whether, whether they're really like, they're really formally virtues or more of a description or kind of a piece of another virtue or something really fitting within the framework of these four cardinal virtues of prudence, you know, kind of the beginning with prudence and everything. And then you travel along the way, aiming at justice, you know, justice for, for, for the sake of doing what is right. And then along the way, kind of being guided um, and and strengthened by temperance and and fortitude. Mm -hmm. How if you take kind of each one of those, or maybe in the kind of combinations or kind of the link between any two of them. Yeah. You can find, you can fit like everything else. Mm-hmm. You can find where everything else fits in there. Yeah. You know, like, okay, uh, you know, chastity, like we see that kind of, you know, in the, in, the, in the link between, I would say, in the link between temperance and kind of justice. Mm-hmm. You know, it obviously has to start with kind of the eternal truth and everything. It has that. But really kind of in the end, it, it gets down to the, the, the tempering of our desire in the proper way yeah. at, in its aim towards justice. Yeah. Um, you know, humility. You know, we were talking about where you kind of put humility. Um, definitely sits there with prudence because yeah. it's that that kind of honest turning towards reality. Mm-hmm. Like that is a huge part of humility, if not in one sense, almost the definition for humility. Yeah. And so, um, yeah, it's amazing. You can just, yeah. you can, you can almost, prov- you can almost, you, you can almost make a framework where you have each of those virtues and you kind of try to see how like they kind of interact with each other mm-hmm. um, in, in their fullness, how they interact in a holy life. And under each of them, you can like, you can list like yeah. these other virtues or under each of the links or something, you can list all these other virtues. And there you have it. Yeah. This is the framework, you know, of all virtue. And on the flip side, mm-hmm. you can, if you can find your vices Yeah. in terms right. of that same map, you know? And so again, that this is part of the Christian life. I mean, we're commanded to turn away from sin and we're, we're, we're commanded to, or we're exhorted by, by Paul to, you know, run the race and to, and to work on these things, you know, to that, uh, that to work on the thorns in the side, like we're we're to work sin out of our life in cooperation with God, in submission to, to our Lord Jesus Christ. So when we name, when we recognize those sins that Scripture condemns, that we that we know in, in reason and revelation, you know, are are against the law of God. We look at the Ten Commandments. We look at the, the, the mm-hmm. Thou shalt nots. Um, when we when we recognize not just a sin but a vice, mm-hmm. you know, a, a bad habit that we have. Whatever that might be, whether that's, again, whatever that might be, we can look then to this framework and say, okay, I see now how I had to attack this, you know, uh, in, in various ways, maybe because of, it, of the specific virtue it's attached to, 
you know, in terms of an intemperance, for, for instance, many of the mm -hmm. vices are vices of intemperance, as we'll get to, we'll explore temperance more. But two, we also, again, one of the reasons we started and emphasized prudence so much is because it always involves every virtue mm -hmm. and the remedy for every vice involves first a, a going back to prudence mm -hmm. because it, it says that my, my building a virtue or my remedying a vice all has to take place in response to reality. Because mm -hmm. sometimes, again, as we were talking about in the beginning, you can try to focus on a virtue, or carrying out a virtue or a project or a plan or something good in your life, but not really in relation to reality and to God and to his plan. Mm -hmm. like, I, I love your example of um, courage in relation to honor. Like, and you have people who will go to their grave for the mm -hmm. sake of their honor, mm -hmm. for the sake of their image. And that's not true moral courage. It's mm -hmm. courage in a sense, but it's courage disconnected from justice, disconnected from imprudence, from reality, the reality of why that person was made and what will what the true good of that person will be, which is not self-aggrandizement, yeah, but but humility and God. Yeah. yeah, we've been talking we've been talking a little bit recently, yeah, about like laying plans for our yeah. lives, like kind of uh, programs, you yeah. know, sort of for our life and like, okay, this is, this is my schedule and this is how I'm going to plan my day and everything and how easily it can all fall apart. And, uh, we've been talking about various things in relation to those, but one of the things that we've, we've talked about in the past mm. is how like you can get to a day where like everything's been messed up. Maybe it's been messed up for a few days or whatever. And then you get to the end of the day, you kind of get this fervor, like you're disappointed in yourself and everything. And you just really want to get back on and you're like, make a big plan and everything. You're like, all right, I'm going to go and everything. Mm. But it's funny how <clears throat> without that turn to God and mm -hmm. made, made, I want to do this because I want to please God. Yes. If it doesn't turn to that first, Usually what it ends up being is I'm only really doing this because all of a sudden I just sort of, I'm disappointed in myself. Yeah. And then it really just kind of becomes about reclaiming sort of my self-image. Right. Um, or that, that's one of the possible temptations, yeah. you know, the one possible. And, and oftentimes that just becomes another sort of imprudent action yeah. because it's just kind of about that passion. Mm -hmm. It's just sort of a, once again, it's a, it, it's, it's, a, it's a disordered kind of aim. And so inevitably, it's either going to, even if it kind of continues on, it's not going to be healthy. But most of the time, it's also just going to kind of fall apart <laughs> because right. it's based upon that sort of, uh, it's based upon the passion. Well, again, that's so interesting. So we'll talk uh, more down the road about how fortitude and temperance um, depend entirely for their, for their, for their, mor for their moral value right. on justice and prudence. Mm -hmm. But f since today we're talking about justice, mm -hmm. again, thinking about the, the ways in which justice, apart from prudence, falls apart. You know, mm -hmm. and, and again, we, we I just had that, that reading from the from Matthew that our human laws and plans and and um, our, our human our human polity, mm -hmm. that as a as a human constructed justice can crystallize over time and, and supplant the true justice. Mm -hmm. Again, in prudence, we always have to be turning back and saying, no, our justice derives from things as they really are, who God is, who I am, my real relationships. Not necessarily the plans I've made, which may have been bad plans. Mm -hmm. Not necessarily the laws that we've made as a culture, which may be bad laws. You know, we always need to be ready to let a plan or a law die or perhaps kill it if we recognize oh, wait a minute this is in this is contrary to the law of god mm -hmm. you know I, I made a promise or a plan that i now recognize is is contrary to god's law mm -hmm. you know or i or i had or maybe make it more subtle make it uh 
more close to home. Maybe I just have expectations of myself or other people or assumptions about my, about my faith or about what I'm supposed to do as a Christian. Mm-hmm. You were talking earlier about kind of getting into a checkbox mode about my faith. Well, that's a, there's a certain justice there, right? Mm-hmm. I, I have this instinctive belief that, oh, I, I, need, I, I need to do X, Y, and Z. You know, but it's, it's, it's like in the Old Testament. I don't desire your burnt offerings. You know, <laughs> I want your heart. Mm-hmm. You know, what does God really want from you? What do you really owe him? And so, again, justice has to always be rooted in prudence, that is to say, rooted in a turning to reality. Um, and I guess, you know, this points uh, to one of the ways that you grow in justice, I would say, um, which is, is that you you learn about reality. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, pr- it's prudent for a person to study scripture, to study the, the church fathers, to study the catechism, to learn more about reality mm-hmm. so that that informs their sense of justice, so that just the ju- their sense of justice, what they really owe God, and in what order. See, there's another aspect of justice too is that ordering, you know, that the more that they know, the more they're able to do justice because the more they're able to really understand the reality of the relationships that they're in. Mm-hmm. It's kind of an interesting to see that there is a, a little bit of a chicken and egg thing when it comes to justice and prudence, for sure. Um, but I think the way that yeah we the way that we see what happens when you don't when you don't first attend to prudence before you kind of pursue justice mm-hmm. is you usually have a disordering of the different levels of justice. Yeah. Um, and and what what can easily what usually happens when you have a disordering of the levels of justice mm-hmm. is um, usually or one of the possible I will say one of the possible temptations is a utilitarianism mm-hmm. and i'll explain this by saying this this obviously the highest level of justice in the first and foremost thing that we obviously always have to attend to is our relationship with god yeah. is justice with god and that is as we talked about there's no check and balance there it's not a evening of the scales we owe ourselves completely and totally to him yeah and with really out with without expectation in the sense of without saying like and if i do this now like God, you owe me this. You yeah. know, his gift of his gift of love to us is completely free. Mm-hmm. You know, and uh, and our our devotion to him is a matter of freedom too, but it is also a matter of justice. Yeah. Now, if we take something lower, our 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 duty to, for instance, society or uh, our duty in relation to even even our family, mm-hmm. you know, and things or a job or a job you know. or whatever. Um, one of the things that starts to happen if we do not attend to to God, our relationship and duty to God first, is we start seeing whatever that that relationship has to has to be as the the total end and the ultimate uh, ultimate purpose, mm-hmm. and whatever means we need to achieve it become acceptable. Right. And so then we have utilitarianism, mm-hmm. where if we're not attending to the justice to God first, mm-hmm. then the means for me to achieve whatever good I have to do f- for, for my job or my family and everything, then the morality, quote-unquote morality, mm-hmm. of the means by which I achieve it, they're not as relevant. They're not as important. Right. They are justified yeah. by the end. And that's what happens when we don't have prudence, is because yeah. the prudence attends to the reality first, and it first and foremost says, like, okay, like, it looks at it looks at that relationship, you know, it looks at, like, kind of the, the, the end that we're looking at, you know, whether it's over the family or friends or job or whatever, but it tries to first and foremost step back and say, what is what is the reality? And it takes in all those different things. It takes in our relationship with God, with morality and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And it tries to attend to that first yeah. so that I can see clearly the end. It's kind of like the it's kind of like God talking about the speck and the the the, the log being in one's own eye a little mm-hmm. bit, 
where it's like you can get blinded if you don't first and foremost step back yeah. and attend to whether you're actually seeing things clearly. So. Yeah, that's that's an interesting t- sort of take on the ends and means question, you know, hmm. the, that a good end can't justify evil means. Well, sometimes that's hard to see when the good ends are 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 anything less than God. Hmm. Because that's it's precisely when we, whenever we've lifted up something less than God too high, we've made an idol of something. Hmm. That's when when we begin to get sucked into maybe well maybe these evil means maybe maybe they're they're acceptable. But if if it's love if if it's to know love and serve my God, hmm. then we recognize that well there's no no evil can be included that. Right. Because that, that, that goes contrary to that end, yeah. you know, to do anything, to, to not act justly and, and righteously, to not act in imitation of Christ, cannot serve the end of giving glory to God the Father. So it just, it's out. It's out mm-hmm. right from the get-go. Yeah. But it, I mean, prudence turns and recognizes that, no, if that's the peak, if that's the highest level of justice that I, that I recognize, then that has this cascade effect. It has an ordering effect, it has mm-hmm. a sanctifying effect yes. on the rest of this priority list that I have in my life. Hey, everyone, I hope you enjoyed Father Peter's and my discussion about the virtue of justice, this habit of soul by which we exhibit a constant and firm will to give what is due God and our neighbor. We actually had a whole lot more to talk about, and so we hope you'll join us again next week for part two of this discussion, where we'll look more at how justice involves learning about and ordering the hierarchy of goods in our life, how the cardinal virtues work together with justice at the center to draw us deeper into Christ, And a really neat uh, bit of discussion where we talk about, uh, Father Peter in particular talks about how the Catholic Mass, as a representation of the mystical sacrifice of Christ, how how the representation of that sacrifice draws up all of the aspects of our life, all of our little sacrifices, all of our little sufferings, all, all of our little difficulties. We bring those to Mass, and in the great amen of that Mass, we unite those with Christ. We unite those with um, with Christ. And so we have good discussion about that. We hope you'll join us for that. A few takeaways uh, from today's discussion. Uh, number one uh, was precisely, uh, we talked a bit about how true Christian justice, how any the righteousness of any Christian, that all comes out of and is dependent on God's grace. We talk about that a lot here, uh, but that's, that's going to be a constant theme because our, our life always uh, it comes out of grace you know, our conversion, our life in Christ always comes as a work of God's grace. And that's why prayer is, is first and foremost, rooting ourselves in that reality. Uh, but even the carrying out of that work, again, it's all, it's all a work of grace. It's grace working in us. It's Christ working in us. And so we always want to keep that in mind because we never want to take the foot off the pedal there. We never want to take our dependence off of Christ and begin to depend or lean on uh, or or. or perhaps um, put ourselves too much in the forefront there. And we always return to grace. You know, at the end of our day or our week, or um, we're always uh, turning back around to, to go to the Lord for mercy and for help and for guidance. This is all a work of grace. So we want to keep that in mind. This is a work of grace. Justice depends on God's grace. And number two, justice is hierarchical. You know, we talked a bit about how uh, the practice of the virtue of justice uh, involves recognizing that our duties in life, the relationships that we have to other people that we need to respond to, they come in a hierarchy. And obviously the very top of that hierarchy is our Lord. But then beneath our Lord are all these other relationships. And part of the practice of the virtue of justice 
is to put those relationships in their order and to remedy disorder where we find it, where perhaps a, a lower relationship is put before a higher. Perhaps our job is put before my relationship with my spouse uh, that the Lord has given me. Um, learning about those relationships, learning about their, their order and their hierarchy, and beginning to put them in order, that's part of the practice of this virtue of justice in our lives as a virtue. So that's number two. And then number three is, of course, uh, putting and keeping the first things first, putting God at the, at the top of that hierarchy, not just intellectually, not just in theory, God is the Lord of my life, but actually, if someone were to look into my life, into my time, into my money, into my schedule, into the cares of my heart, is God really the Lord? Is the Lord Jesus really the Lord of my life? And if not, that's, the, that's my first step today, is I need to begin to try to put that order into my life, to keep that first thing first. So just some thoughts uh, for you to take to prayer, for me to take to prayer as we go back and continue this life in Christ. Again, if you enjoyed this discussion today, be sure to hit that like and subscribe button so you can be notified of any further future episodes of Deep in Christ or the other shows, the Coming Home Network. Um, but better yet, um, if you are interested in joining the Coming Home Network International, go to chnetwork.org. Especially if you're looking to better understand the Catholic Church, or perhaps you have or are considering becoming Catholic, we invite you to connect with a community of other Christians who are on a similar journey to you. Go to chnetwork.org to read or watch a variety of testimonies from every background you can imagine, pretty much, uh, as well as many videos and helpful resources. But most importantly, uh, with just a few clicks, you can join our online community. And again, with uh, other people like you, you can be following along with these shows. You can be asking, answering questions, sharing your prayer requests as we all seek to, to live our life deeper in Christ and to discover this, uh, this church, this Catholic church that he's given us. We invite you to check that out. So once again, thank you for joining us for this episode of Deep in Christ. God bless you. We'll talk to you next week.